0: Lock Talk Radio.
1: This show is sponsored by CoventryCreations.com.
0: I'm feeling mighty lonesome. Haven't slept a wink. I walk the floor and watch the dog. And in between I drink black coffee Love's a hand-me-down broom.
2: I'll
0: never know a Sunday In this weekday room I'm talking to the shadows One o'clock till four And Lord, how slow the moments go When all I do is pour black coffee Since the blues caught my eye I'm hanging out on Monday My Sunday dreams Too dry Now a man is born To go loving A woman's born. Morning all the night And in between It's nicotine And not much heart To fight Black coffee Feeling low as the ground It's driving me crazy This waiting for my baby come around
3: Good afternoon everyone and welcome to Keep It Magic You're listening to Jackie Smith and my co-host Storm Sestivani, And we have hopefully a little bit of a controversial leading into an educational show for you today. If you want to talk to us about Ostara or Spring Equinox, give us a call. The number is 760-539-3235. It is 4 o'clock on March 6th, and we are ready to go. So make sure to check out our sponsor at CoventryCreations.com. If you have a problem in your life, whether it's love, romance, money, career, or not enough black coffee, we have a candle for that. To reach Storm off the air, you can go to PsychicFriendsNow.com or you can like his fan page on Facebook at Facebook.com backslash AstroGossip. To reach me off the air, if you want to book a reading with me, you can go to CoventryCreations.com or you can reach our fan page on Facebook at Coventry Candles or Coventry Creations, or you can just look me up uh, with Jackie Smith. You can also check out our website for the show. It's keepitmagic.com, and if you do a search on Keep It Magic on Facebook, you're going to find us there, too. So, hey, Storm.
1: Hey, girl. What's up?
3: <laughs> um, all kinds of craziness. Craziness, but I had an amazing weekend, so it all doesn't matter. Good.
1: Good. So you were, like, singing the black coffee songs this weekend?
3: I did. I, I performed in a um, with a group of women uh, at an event called Torch This, and what we did is we all wanted to get on stage and sing some torch songs, so we found a charity to sing for. Yeah. And what we did is we ended up raising about $3,000 for um, the Urban Neighborhood Initiative, and... Um, you uh what that does is that helps create a safe space in different urban neighborhoods with parks and things like that. So we did a good good thing with it. Absolutely. And um, I chose the song Black Coffee and although Miss Peggy Lee does a beautiful beautiful job, I got to tell you, my version is way more on fire. Woohoo. Uh-huh. <laughs> way more. <laughs> So you have a little cold, my dear.
1: Yes, I do. I'm. I, it, it's my annual. At least my voice hasn't gone out yet completely. So
3: there's no annual. You, you know, you can't. You do you say there's annual. I come up with the
1: best ideas, though, Jackie. When this happens,
3: <laughs> you do come up with some amazing, amazing ideas. Amazing ideas. But you know what? I have a question for you. Sure. You have to help me through something here. Sure. Um, and and so while I'm talking, I need you to look up the chart for Mr. Rush Limbaugh.
1: Okay, print it up.
3: Okay. So what is going on with the He-Man Woman Haters Club that the Republican Party is starting? I don't understand his insanity. And if you don't know what we're talking about, um, I've been following all the information on um, when Mr. Rush Limbaugh decided that he was going to call the young lady, um, Fluck is her last name, and who testified in front of Congress about the importance of requiring um, all of women's health issues to be addressed in insurance, and so you can't just decline to cover a woman's um, birth control. And so she went in front of Congress to talk about this as um, a law student at a Catholic university. So I don't think Mr. Lumbaugh, I mean, even even listened to what she said, so he decided that um, she was trying to get the government to pay for her birth control. So he decided that she was he, she was trying to get the government, government to pay for her having sex. So he decided he was going to call her a slut on the air. And not only did he call her a slut on the air and, and, and said that the government that makes the entire country her pimp, he said, well, if we're going to pay for her birth control, we want something for it. We want something for it. So we want to see the video of when you actually need the birth control, that moment, that moment of sex. So I want you to take a video and put them on the Internet. That's what he said. (laughs) And then, and then, the rest of the right-wing media took off with it. And I said did you even listen to what this woman said to Congress? Her entire argument was is that you cannot deny one part of women's of of women's health, which is the birth control aspect of it. Mm-hmm. Because it's not just birth control. I mean, they're denying the use of the contraceptive pill for medical issues too, and and as um a lot of women know that you um need some women need birth control to help regulate their cycles to help with cramps, um endometriosis, um uh ovarian cysts, all those things are controlled through birth control and and since the the um if it's the birth control is denied due to religious reasons, they won't even cover it for medical reasons. And and this um Miss Fluck was talking about a story
1: which of, ironically runs with no, no, no. I know,
3: I know. I wasn't going to go there, but she did for me. She told this whole story about how a friend of hers, who is a lesbian, who doesn't even need the birth control, thank you very much, was denied it because she had, um, even though she had ovarian cysts. And it got to the point she couldn't afford it because she's already paying for health insurance. They're denying her um, coverage of birth control, so how do you pay for health insurance and the birth control? Eventually you have to choose one over the other, and apparently this girl made the wrong choice because the ovarian ovariances came back so bad it was the size of a tennis ball on her ovary. They had to remove her entire ovary because of it. She could not make her final exams, which I think may be even worse for her.
1: Mm-hmm. And,
3: and now she's having um, premenopausal symptoms because she lost her ovaries.
1: And we'll probably find out down the road... That they're not going to cover any of this because of the fact that it was a pre-existing condition.
3: Exactly. So, so now, so now you have that as as well. But then you watch the Republican candidates respond to this. I mean, Romney said, "Well, that's not the language I would have used." What? What? Santorum said, "Well, that was a little harsh." What? So, I guess this is, you know, I, there's the argument of. These women know they're going to a Catholic college. So so they should have gone somewhere else. And I'm going, wait a minute. Her argument, Miss Fluck's argument, was that why should they have to choose between a quality education and quality health care? Now the challenge is in in the colleges and you were explaining this to me too, because I didn't I didn't go to college and not recently either. Uhhuh. You get you have to have health insurance, right, yes, in the college, and they provide a very low cost version of it um, and and because college students i mean they're working three three plus jobs to pay for school, especially when you're in law school, and so they provide a low cost version of health insurance for you now, generally, I've never heard of anyone ever choosing a college because of their health care exactly I mean that's not generally a factor so that you get there and you go, wait, what? What's not covered? Um, So what this is is it's it's completely inequitable. Completely inequitable because men don't have this issue.
1: I am telling you now, Jackie, if they put a meter on men and they had to pay a masturbation tax, not only would we get rid of the national debt within a week, Um, But uh, all of these laws would change Mm
3: -hmm. Absolutely Well, I mean I guess the thing is Is that for women This whole issue is seen as A sexuality issue Rather than a healthcare issue But prostate issues Are considered a health issue And not necessarily a sexual issue But even though they're both and even though contraceptive issues are both, so um, it's it's crazy. It's crazy, and I and the thing is, is that you know I'm in a predicament myself, not with contraceptive issues, but with health insurance. Um, health insurance doesn't cover certain things, and when it doesn't, here you are, here you are standing there saying okay, you know, my husband's diabetic and he has a medication that they don't cover because it costs $400 a month. But we pay more than that per month in health insurance, uh, but yet this one thing isn't covered, so now we have to budget in something that should be covered because we have coverage. And But they won't cover it because, you know, it's the whole catch-22, so now you have the reality that health care, good health, is now only available to the wealthy if If you can't afford you have to afford to be healthy, yeah, and so if you have any issues beyond the norm and and i, I have to tell you with with my husband, it's not just a lifestyle thing that that causes diabetes, diabetes runs in his family, uh-huh. so and he's super careful on what he does, he has to be um but and and he does a lot of alternative things to support the process and everything, but um you you it's very frustrating that now we're coming back around to health care only being available to to the very wealthy or or even um not even very wealthy but but it it is denied
1: the 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 interesting thing that i f- am finding um uh jackie is that health insurance um next year it's mandatory um you have to uh to have it, or you will get a tax fine at the end of the year. Um, but the the interesting thing is that the prices of healthcare is not going down. In fact, it's going up. So now you have you know families that are making. Um, you know between 2500 and 3000 a month that are now going to in many ways be forced to saddle up a $1000 for four people of uh, you know two children their wife their husband or whatever you know of a a four person family saddle up a 1000 a month to be able to pay for this my question is how are these people going to live
3: I'm I'm right there with you I just I got new health insurance this past year and I did not understand a piece of it which says I have to hit my my deductible um before I get a copay. Now my office visit is covered. There's a whole thing. What's yeah. an office visit? What's a treatment? Et cetera, et cetera. Right. And I I'm thinking every time I go see the doctor it's considered an office visit. And I mainly use chiropractic care. So I'm learning that Your office visit is the first exam, and any time after that, it's considered treatment. And then as I look through my health insurance, I have a $5,000 deductible per person, and then they'll cover 80%. So when I did the math and I looked at how many times I go to the doctor, I'm like, well, you know what, if I just put all this in a savings account, I'm good i don't need I don't need health insurance and I'll just get something some kind of crazy major medical for sixty bucks a month I mean literally that's that's kind of where where we have to to go to because it's not it's not even really covered and it's interesting when you come from a large corporation and large corporations are, aren't existing anymore. Yeah. A large corporation gets the great health insurance where you get everything covered and you have like a five hundred dollars deductible. i mean it's like it's great coverage. you can't get that as an individual you can't doesn't exist. Um, and or or union jobs, unions have negotiated some amazing insurance that do, that do not exist outside of union jobs or non union states. So it's it's a whole nother it's a whole nother ball game. Um, and I don't think people realize that the self employed or the underemployed, we don't get good health care um, at the same rate you do. So then, to say that um, to say that, that that we don't need reform is 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 asinine, and to say that women's health is secondary to everyone else, that we don't need to have have this health care. So and so they want to take away, um, you know, some the the religious right don't want women to have access to birth control, they don't want women to have a choice in whether they have a child or not and and do you see how that's just chipping away?
1: Yeah.
3: It's chipping away at the women's rights and and is all of the the women's rights, civil rights, gay rights, they're all so closely intertwined because when one starts to go, the others are not too far behind because it just means that we are now not viewing everyone as equal. And I know that's my little political soapbox and I'm very sorry this is not a political show. I just was so Blown away by this creeper that we call Rush Limbaugh, um, by his statements and how people are defending it. These quote-unquote legitimate reporters on other shows that are on on cable, and you know the facts. They're all Fox reporters were saying that that this is okay that he said this. Now there are some sane people in this world because he's lost over twenty-six different advertisers. Mm-hmm. So thank goodness for that.
1: And of course, you know what the what the 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 right wing punditocracy is uh, is saying now is that this really has uh, to do with you know a broad reaching um, liberal agenda. It has to do with you know Obama being a Marxist um, uh, and all this other craziness. The interesting thing about Rush Limbaugh that I found. uh, just looking at his horoscope, is that there's definitely wounded issues in regards to the feminine with him. Um
3: am <laughs> so Why am I not surprised?
1: <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, you know, my feeling here is, you know just looking at uh you know just the signature in regards to his mother um very very powerful woman um i think that she probably had an enormous amount of uh, of issues on her own about being a woman and uh you know being controlled by uh, outer forces and mm. she probably um uh, shoved those unconsciously um, and just accepted them uh, Because, you know, basically what it is showing Surrounding her uh, Is that this is a woman that went through a tough life And was wounded on her own And as a result, she was very, very cold um, Not receptive to her child um, And Very much a victim of life's Circumstances and life's unfairness And I think that he's carrying That particular uh, snapshot That archetypal snapshot um, Inside of him And unfortunately, you know he is projecting. Um, you know the fact that he, uh, you know his experience with his mother is, you know, uh, a woman in many ways that uh, that martyred and sacrificed herself for, for her particular ideal and her vision and uh, what it is that uh, that she felt that she needed in order to sustain her life. Um, uh, you know he has projected his relationship with her off onto all women. So it's not um you, you know, uh, he he and and it is in effect rejecting them. Um uh you know, so basically with with Rush Limbaugh, I think that there's a whole the deeper psychological issue. Um and if he was to come to me for a for a reading, which he wouldn't um <laughs> I <was gonna> say. <laughs> uh you know, basically would uh, really uh, come down to why is it that he, uh, 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 you know, is he, projecting his fear, you, you know, his fear and his lack of feeling personally potent um, because mm-hmm. he doesn't have any fire in his chart, really, um, you know, off onto women and seeing them in this extremely destructive, volatile way. So this is largely an inner issue um, with Rush Limbaugh that he's choosing, of course, to. Uh, to uh, project out onto the stage Here is the other thing that I find interesting about him You remember when we discussed the chart of Whitney Houston mm-hmm. Neptune in the 8th house Rush Limbaugh, Neptune in the 8th house Notoriously has a drug problem
3: Yeah Yeah, I was thinking about playing a rehab by Amy Winehouse for him But um, <laughs> But I was, I'm was i still debating on that one But yeah, he he is It is so interesting that he he has this here are these 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 great republicans with all this family values stuff and he doesn't have any kids and he's been married umpteen times.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: He, he's another one like that. So it's just it's it's really you're going to talk out both sides of your face. But here's the challenge. I was just I was having breakfast with my with my favorite liberal women this morning. And um we were having this discussion about it and our problem is that when you have these zealot points of view, you want to get loud to defend them, to to um, put them out there in the world because you're a zealot. But when you're not, when you're comfortable in your own skin, when you can say, no, that's not really what it is, you get quiet. You don't have to shout it out to the world. So now we have this weird switcheroo going on. Because even just earlier today I just read about um, a Wisconsin state senator trying to put uh, to amend a bill to put into law that um single women um being a single parent it contributes to child abuse and neglect yeah literally in the definition of what child abuse and neglect is and 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 saying um a, t- a major contributing factor is a single mother and and so that's why I'm like, what is going on with this with this he man woman haters club? It reminds me of the the little rascals and saying, we don't like women.
1: No, well, it's, it's it's going to continue as long as we have Uranus and Pluto um which are an aspect which basically is going to um unearth these unresolved issues in regards to equality and uh, and equal rights and uh identity, you know, Uranus and Aries, which has to do with I am. Um, that's basically where the thing, you're gonna see this continue.
3: Interesting. Interesting that, that that's and how long is that gonna happen for? How long do we have until we get some a change in our astrological forecast here? Delusia storm?
1: I think you lost me for a second. I was <laughs> going to say, it got quite so hot. What are, was it again? Because you just completely blanked out.
3: I could blanked out?
1: Yeah. You blanked out. Mercury is about to go retrograde.
3: I'm not having it. Everybody put your Van Van oil on. Yeah,
1: put the Van Van on for us because we can't you know, reach. <laughs> <laughs> So, how long is that – the, the, yes. the, the last thing that I heard you ask me was how long was that, and then it was dead.
3: How long is that?
1: 2015.
3: Oh, praise
1: be. But you see, <laughs> the thing here is, is that, that the whole issue – and, and you know, for those of you that want to know, we do have Lorian that's going to be on the show with us in just a, a few minutes. I want to bring but, her but, but, but the whole issue here in regards to – Government government having control over our our penises and vaginas um, um government uh you know government fraud um government um uh, bureaucracy um the banking institutions um individual rights all of this okay is um Going to be unearthed over this period of this three years Remember how I've always told you Pluto cleans the slate It amputates It dregs up the sewer Pulls up all of the stinking, nasty um, uh, Nasally not recommended stench um, and, and chops it off um, so basically, you know, I I know that on one end, and of course, you know, being an astrologer, I I try to look at things and leave my own politics um, uh, away from it, and try to look at it from an astrological lens. In order for there to be this particular type of change, okay, um, this particular stench and um, fecal matter has to rise to the to, to the surface.
3: So we're gonna see more crazy. Yeah and and since we're going to see more crazy we're just going to have to point out crazy when we see it. Yes. All right. So why don't we do this at this point because I would I want to talk about Ostara and and spring equinox, which I think is hilarious. We're talking about contraception and now we're going into the um some of the seasons of love here. Um and we're going to bring Lorian on right after the break, so we'll take a little bit of an early break and we will bring her in in just a few minutes. Do not go anywhere. And while you're waiting for us and listening to a little Amy Winehouse, check out our sponsor at CoventryCreations.com. We'll be right back. Do not touch that. To make me go to rehab. I said no,
4: no, no.
3: And we're going to turn the tables on our conversation And we're going to bring in Lorian from SacredMist.com, And Lorian has the Sacred Mist School um, And where you can learn all kinds of magic goodies and, um, I'm a student You are, that's right That's right, how is that going?
1: Um, well
3: You haven't been studying, have you?
1: No, I'm a bad witch Lorian is going to punish me on the air No, she actually knows that I've been going through some stuff So she doesn't, it's not a problem
3: Awesome, well, Lorian is one of my Very, very favorite people um, Especially when it comes to Understanding um, The religion of Wicca And the seasons of the year And just amazing, super knowledgeable So of course we always bring her on to talk about The upcoming Sabbath And so now we have with us Lorian Carrillo from Sacredness Hello Lorian Hello, how are you? Wonderful. Even better now that you're here. Oh, well, thank you.
1: <laughs> Always you nice see, to be appreciated. You see, it's headmistress of my school.
3: Yes. A- and you are pure awesome for being with us.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
3: it's a really, really good
5: school, so if you want to learn more about it, where, where should they go, Lorian? Workingwitches.com, so uh, that's uh, working and then W-I-T-C-H-E-S.com. And, and we, just to let you know, Janet Farrar and Gavin Bone are going to be doing a seminar again with us on progressive witchcraft. And that's happening nice. April 1st, so you can register online at workingwitches.com. uh spaces mm-hmm. limited. It's a wonderful four hours of live time with them, so don't miss it. So
1: you're not going to be an April Fool if you sign up.
5: That's right. You totally <laughs> won't.
1: That's right. You'll be a fool if you don't sign up.
3: Exactly. And, and all of the links, if if you are on Blog Talk Radio and you want to um, check out the links for this particular show, the links are there, sacredmess.com, workingwitches.com, et cetera, et cetera. So, um, my friend, Lorian, you are going to talk to us about Ostara. Yes, I tell, am. Tell us some of the basics about what is Ostara, what other names do we know it by, and where, what is this word, Ostara.
5: Really well, Ostara. You, uh, I mean, everyone's familiar with Easter, obviously. Boy, Ostara and Easter sound very similar. Um, the spring equinox. Um, it's, it was really a time of festivals for a Grecian goddess named Ostra, um, and the Germanic Ostara, and they're both fertility goddesses of the dawn. Um, uh, one of another one is Eos, which is. Goddess of the dawn. Um, basically, they they obviously influenced our modern day Easter holiday with their naming. Um, the, the this particular holiday is all about um, springing forth, sleeping seeds in the countryside, everything kind of bursting forth with life. Um, so for us, it's it's really about planting our seeds for our goals um future prog- progress and growth it's all about um really kind of giving birth to things so that's 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 kind of the basis of the star.
3: now in the um for those who do not understand in the Wiccan tradition there's the wheel of the year, which mm-hmm. comes from the um the what more of the western european traditions correct mhm and um from there every with the turning of the seasons, and then there's the the other um, Sabbats in between them. Um, this is what we're doing is we're turning the wheel of the year. So now we're turning into spring from
5: winter, Correct. and that's what this is all about. We're dawning, right? Exactly. The year is now dawning. We're waking. It's it's um it's time to celebrate the coming of the light again. So and and so, again, there you go. It's all about you know what are we going to be doing pretty soon. We're going to be bringing the clocks back so we have um, exit forward, spring forward. You bring uh, the clocks forward so we have more light in the day as well. Don't get me started Um, on how crazy that is, and I wish they'd just stick with it because it makes me insane every year. I know. That was a a World War II thing, wasn't it? Was it?
3: Yeah, Yeah, maybe. I don't
5: know. I don't know the history of it. All I know is that it makes every child crazy. All the teachers hate it because the kids are just off the charts, and everybody feels very... Out of sorts, but we pull it and together. I remember Easter. The
3: word Easter being, um, I remember reading about how that the name Easter came from the spring and the sun rising in the east, the dawning. So it, that's mm-hmm. kind of how
5: Easter, a combination of Ostara and then the east. Right. It's, the it's Ostra, E O S T R E. So there you've got very similar Easter, then absolutely in the east, and everything kind of pulls together. And from what I understand, Easter is the first Sunday
3: after the Spring full equinox.
2: Moon.
3: The full the first Sunday after the full moon after, after, the after spring, the spring Equinox. equinox yeah. <laughs> which which that means that it's a moving it's a moving holiday, but it's still anchored mm-hmm. within the spring equinox.
5: Yes, and there are some traditions that actually don't um don't celebrate the holiday on the spring equinox But they will celebrate it As a lunar holiday As an S-spot um, On the full moon So it's, it's interesting It really depends But for all intents and purposes We really do the spring equinox And, and Storms at Ostura Eventually becomes Persephone
1: What is yes. that storm? Storms? Um, one of the things Because I'm a myth geek um uh in the New LaRue's um encyclopedia, if you have any interest in mythology at all, it's definitely required on your shelves, I think. Um basically what this uh what they do is that they tend to move forward in regard to the myths. Persephone is a more anthropomorphized version of Ostara. Um and basically, you know the spring equinox is symbolic of her coming up out of the underworld uh and you know life and and to meet her once again um uh allowing life to grow on the planet uh oh, true. so okay. uh there's a very very strong connection between um ostara and Persephone from that particular perspective
3: true true um and it all gets and and it all ends up getting sucked into contemporary religion, correct? Yes. Um, now, mm-hmm. I love all, I remember as a kid growing up Catholic, going, Jesus rising from the dead, Easter bunnies, eggs, and chocolate, how does this all come together? And I remember um, when the con- there was a controversy in the church and the one I was going to about how they were incorporating the red egg into the Easter celebration and it was the blood of Christ and all this other stuff <laughs> but, and all that symbology. But tell us where some of that um, symbology comes from with with the, the eggs and the bunny and and
5: all that jazz. Um, well, we can start with I mean the egg is, is kind of obvious, but maybe maybe not. I don't know. Um eggs are symbols of fertility. You've got an egg. It's fertility right there. Um and some of some of the things that were done with that is, um, uh, in Europeans would give gifts of decorated eggs to new brides in hopes that they would bear many many children. Um, bowls were filled with eggs that were given to farm workers by the farmer's wife um, to kind of ensure a, a rich and bountiful harvest. Uh, in yes. Russia, you've seen those beautiful um, Russian eggs that are really decorated, lovely, and sometimes they're done with real eggs, ostrich eggs and things. They're still giving a gift to um, people mm-hmm. that are, yeah. um, you know, they they give them for loved ones, and they also give them to, um, they leave them at grave sites to ensure rebirth, which is kind of interesting. Cool. Oh. Um yeah they women would gather eggs only from hens, which are around a rooster, and then they would decorate them, so and then oh, and they wouldn't let anybody watch them, and what they would do is they would um, put symbols on them that would that would be all about um, the goodness of the household, and then they would put the eggs in their home, or they would use them in secret family recipes, and, and then they would serve them, and what that was was a form of protection. For the family, so lots of different things there as far as eggs. We can talk about the Oh
1: my God! Oh my. So you you both know that I'm crazy,
5: right?
1: So that that's it. <laughs> uh, I can't even believe. You know how that at at Samhain we were discussing the fact that the Christians were giving out you know Jesus seeds in regards right. to um uh, rather than traditional Halloween candy, which would have a little bit of a scripture.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm. At Easter, and this is interesting in regards to fertility, what they give out is promise seeds. In other words, you will promise to be faithful to God, um, uh, and basically that there's scriptures on these particular seeds about uh, you know sexual relations and uh, you know and not having them till you're married and things of that nature. Um, this is crazy.
3: <laughs> well, you know, whatever it takes to continue on. I mean,
5: yeah, okay. They're all tied in together, essentially. So then it's you've got still the really rabbit. Yeah. Here we the go, rabbit. fertility, right? Mm-hmm. Rabbit, what's the thing? <laughs> they're, they, they're, they're breeding like rabbits. They're just, you know? So that's absolutely a sign of fertility. Um, The Easter bunny, um, obviously in Ostara you see a lot of the egg and the rabbit, pastel colors and things like that. It's very, very tied in together. Um, Symbol has links of fertility, rebirth, abundance of life. So you're talking about as you're in spring, we're starting to sow the seeds for this coming harvest. We want that to be very abundant. Um, And there's a myth that Ostra was a very playful goddess Whose reign over the earth began in spring When the Sun King journeyed across the sky in his chariot Bringing the end of winter Ostra came down to earth then Appearing as a beautiful maiden with a basket of bright colored eggs My phone wants to go off right now, of course
1: It's a um, star coming down from the...
5: Uh, <laughs> the basket of eggs yeah. yeah, it is She's like, Hello Um, So appearing as a beautiful maiden with a basket of bright, colorful eggs, Um, her magical companion was a rabbit who accompanied her as she brought new life to dying plants and flowers by hiding eggs in the fields. So there's a myth for you, Storm. And there's
3: the Easter egg hunt right there.
5: That's exactly right.
3: I love this. I love the origins of religions. It just makes me so happy. I can't even tell (laughs) you. It's really ridiculous.
1: I'm gonna talking about buying Jackie gifts like early Greek myths and. Uh, uh,
3: no, it's it's I well see. Here's what I love to do is I love to go to a family gathering and say, "Well, do you know the origins of Easter are?" And my mother will go, "Jesus!" Jesus. And I'll say, "Well, really?" And then I'll go into it. She'll get really mad at me. I
1: love doing that. And oh, you so Jesus you're, you're because the, you're, you're bringing the, up the issue again?
5: I know. Yep, yep. You're the but black is, sheep in the family where everybody goes, "Oh, it's her. Here we go." Here we go. Everybody's rolling their eyes. Oh, my God. Oh,
1: here comes the Medusa. (laughs) Oh, my God. (laughs) She just pulled up. the Medusa.
3: Yeah, that's great. Everybody guard your children. The witch is coming in. Uh, Now, we have a lot of female energy in Ostara. Mm -hmm. And it seems like the Wheel of the Year seems very feminine, but there's a very masculine aspect to the wheel, too, correct?
5: Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, and and that's, a lot of you know like you said it's a lot of a lot of this is focused so much on the feminine aspect, which you know sometimes there's there, it's been argued that um it, that it's almost like a reaction to the it's it's almost like it's trying to balance out the mainstream religion's focus on the male mm-hmm. deity which is jesus god et cetera all male so it's almost it, it's been said that that it's almost reactionary to that, trying to balance it out. Um, I don't know if that's true or not, but important to to make note of it and kind of think about it. But mm-hmm. um, the spring equinox, it it it's really again about the season where spring reaches its peak and the powers of light are increasing. The god of light, Lou, he's gaining victory over his twin, the god of darkness and Lou is reborn at the winter solstice and is now old old and strong enough to vanquish his rival twin and mate with his mother goddess. The the mother goddess, who returned to her virgin aspect in bulk, she welcomes that young god's attentions and conceives the child. The child will be born nine months from now at the next winter solstice when the cycle closes only to begin anew, so you've got the whole rebirth thing. So the male aspect is very important you can't have fertility without masculine energy being involved. I mean, I suppose there are some animals in nature that are able to reproduce without that, but, you know, for the most part, nature is very balanced.
1: Mm-hmm. You see, Jackie, I disagree. I don't find anything feminine about Easter at all or the or the, the spring um, equinox. Okay. Really? No. Um, the reason being is because, I think that the feminine has to do more with the actual body, Um, physicality, um, uh, structures. um, uh, You know, we come out of our mother's womb, but we come out of her body. I think that potential possibility, um, the ability to see spark in life again, and the element of fire, um, which has to do with, you know, this is, in astrology, this is the Aries ingress um uh i uh, is really a, a masculine principle um uh, and i don't mean masculine when i say masculine i don't mean men Um, Mm -hmm. uh, You know, I mean Something that is forceful and aggressive And has to do more with ideas And concepts and potentials and possibilities And the ability to See um, a a much more Positive future. I don't think that the feminine Really has to do with that I think that the feminine nurtures that and is a vessel For it, but I don't think that she's necessarily uh, Contained there. I see more um uh the uh the cancer ingress um the, or uh the, you know the summer um solstice um and the winter solstice you I see as more feminine types of holidays
3: interesting hmm. from the perspection perspective perspective of the uh astrologer i have new words today it's called wordery see that it's new for me um perspection. We're gonna start using that in our daily life. It's actually pretty good. <laughs> now, one thing that we have in our holidays here in America actually everywhere is food. Oh. hmm Food glorious food. Um so, light
1: fall at first?
3: What? Can we
1: life fall at first?
3: Yeah, stop talking. Okay. you up <laughs> fall. I'm gonna shut you down. <laughs> <laughs> You want to lifestyle all your food. Okay. <laughs> if I find out you're drinking this shit, I'm having an intervention. <laughs> <laughs> so you know. <laughs> I'm going to then I'm going to bring in the filming crew for the um Weird Addiction show that that's on like Lifetime or something. Oh yeah, I've seen so, that totally. <laughs> it's totally rather owes me out of you.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
3: okay. So, we have in 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 um a lot of Christian families, or a lot of traditional families, there's some Easter things, hot cross buns. Of course, the mm-hmm. the candy, <laughs> and the jelly beans, which we know what they're for. The candy, but, yeah. Uh, it's your excuse to eat enough candy until you puke. And then there's ham and all that, all that happy jam. So tell us about mm-hmm. some of these things, like the hot cross
5: buns and and um, where do okay. those come from? Well, interesting. Again, we've got pagan or- origins coming from that. Um, the Saxons ate buns that were marked with a cross in honor of Ostra. Um, the ancient Greeks consumed these, and um, they were kind of a, t- a type of that. Well, that type of bun in uh, celebration of Artemis, which is the goddess of the hunt. Egyptians e- Egyptians ate a similar type of cake, um, symbolizing their worship of the goddess Isis. There's kind of this conflicting idea of where the cross symbol came from and what it represents. Um, it's kind of been suggested that it's a Christianization of horn symbols that you can stamp on take Horns. Horn. Uh-huh. Oh, oh, horn. on cake okay, okay. To represent an ox um, that would be sacrificed at the time of the spring equinox. Um, another mm. theory um, relates to moon worship, where the bun would represent the full moon and the cross its four quarters. Um, Christians gave kind of a twist to the symbolism of them um, Saying the cross represented the crucifixion cross Um, Superstitions kind of arose They were crediting those bonds as being charms against evil So after Good Friday, people would save one or two of them And hang them in their homes as amulets um, During the festival And for a long, long time afterward Fishermen would carry them in their boats for protection so they it's its really interesting. So when you have Hot Cross Buns available, don't think they're just Christian. They're actually much much older than that, and, and you can equate that the symbols like really however like. Hot Cross Buns. <laughs> hot
1: cross, <laughs> hot bun. cross Buns. Jackie, yep. that's the, that should be the title of your first Amazon Kindle novel.
3: It's already been done, uh, okay. It's already been done. I'm going with something new. Um <laughs>
5: Oh, the mind goes okay, <laughs> oh, I know,
3: I know, so how would someone honor Ostara as a celebration or as a full moon or as a spring equinox or how how can we do um something simple starter pack
5: um well it's it's actually probably one of the easiest altars and practices. I mean, so many of us are so—you know—a lot of us have been surrounded by the Christianization of Easter, and because it's so closely knit, it's probably the most easy one to to figure out how to set things up. So when you're when you're working with your altar, or when you're working with any kind of symbolism, simply use your pastel colors. Um, put maybe some uh, spring bulbs maybe maybe put a, a daffodil or something like that on your altar any kind of um new shoots that are coming out i mean i'm looking out in my garden right now and i've got um blossoms on my peach tree and i've got blooms coming everywhere already now i'm in california so it's you know the springs already here but you know in some places it's not so bring some of those in. Make it very light and airy and sweet. You've got the rabbit symbolism there. You've got a little. I, I have um, a statue of Ostra, um, kind of with their arm around a rabbit. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you can put eggs, obviously, up there. And I do my. I do a ritual where we have in the store. We have plantable affirmation paper and I actually incorporate that into um a no star ritual. It's very simple for me. And I will write an affirmation for the spring where it would be something that I want to bring into fruition. I want to I want to give birth to it basically. It's a great time for starting new projects for um you know just just really putting into the universe something that you have a strong intention for that you want to get going on. So I'll mm-hmm. write I'll write that down, um, you know, removing any blockages towards that. And then I will take that plantable paper, fold it up, put it in a little pot right there at my altar, wherever you want to practice, and plant it under the earth in a little pot. And then every day you keep watering it. And every day you're focusing that intention. And then you'll start seeing the flowers come up put it out in your garden you're still nurturing it and as you're nurturing it you're continuing that intention so those i mean it's it's really it's such a simple it's it's just it's it's a really simple sabbat to work with it's it's ingrained in our brains of how how to practice it you just pull from what was originally (laughs) ours plant 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 i tell you plant 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 yeah, another thing, just to suggest, people will, you know, you cook eggs. You make eggs people who eat eggs, et cetera. Save your shells during this whole springtime. You crush them, and then you put shells out in your garden, and it actually helps with feeding your plants. Oh, nice.
3: I like
1: that. Because they have lime.
3: <laughs> true, true. So I love... Um, this time of year, I love all the colors that are coming up. And, and there's like this fresh, just this morning, there was a different scent in the air here in Michigan. Oh, yeah. And it, and it wasn't exhaust. It was just a different feeling. <laughs> it was just a different feeling, a different energy this morning. And <clears throat> some we were, again, I uh, Tuesday morning, I have um, this really interesting group of ladies that I have breakfast with. We have, and it will sound like um, a joke, we have the Catholics, the Buddhists, the Hindu, the pagan, you know, so all kinds of of different folks come together, and we were all talking about this time of year and Easter and Ostara and 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 stuff, and we all kind of came to a conclusion that it's not a day, it's really a season, it's really a, a whole process coming up to it, with with just it's like it grows inside of you,
2: mm-hmm. this time
3: of year grows inside of you. Uh, because you're feeling, you start to feel the spring, the spring fever, and all that stuff, um, and that it was just a, a fascinating discussion about just the different things we all do in celebration of this. So, huh, I just was having a lot of fun, a lot of fun with that energy. Do you, um, do you get, do that within the school? Do you guys like rev, rev up to it or ramp up to this and? You have all kinds of things that
5: you do over at at um, the witch school. At the witch school, the um, working witches. Working witches? Yeah, absolutely. Well, we've got an online ritual going, um, and that that's every sabbat we have an online ritual. But we also have a lot of discussions on, for recipes for um you know the various different things that you can do for the sabbat such as the gardening and the planting and um we do a lot of discussion about the goddess and and um the gods that are associated with the sabbat um so so we really try and give a, a focused education basically in a community aspect in the community aspect on our forums to be able to bring people into that mindset of the sabbat. So that's kind of
3: Yeah. Our focus. It is.
5: It really is. This is one
3: of the like Yule is another one that we kinda of ramp up to. We you you're actually you're dragged through it by commercialism. But <laughs> but it's when you live in, in a part of the country where you have the four seasons you start to feel that spring season come up. So are you're kinda of dragged through it in that way too. Um, so this is one of those, one of the holidays that you just feel tugging you along and changing. You can literally feel it change in the air around you. Mm-hmm. And I love, I just love that. Well, what we're gonna do from here is we're gonna take our next break, and um, I think we're gonna have some fun magic stuff to talk about on the, on the uh, other side of the song, and we're gonna talk about some of the some of the other political hot stuff going on. So do not go anywhere. We uh, have some fun stuff for you. And if you have any questions, give us a call, 760-539-3235. And, Lauren, you're going to hang with us, aren't you? Absolutely. All right, so do not go away. Um, And check out sacredmist.com while we're on break. And, you know, they've got all the Coventry stuff there, too.
0: Girls can wear jeans and cut their hair short. Wear shirts and boots, because it's okay to be a boy. But for a boy to look like a girl is degrading. Because you think that being a girl is degrading. But secretly, you'd love to know what it's like, wouldn't you? What it feels like for a girl.
3: back. Pick up the phone and give us a call at 760-539-3235. If you've enjoyed the show, please hit the like button on Blog Talk Radio so you can get notified when our next show is coming up. And if you want Keep It Magic on the go, just subscribe to us through your iTunes and it'll just show up right in your right in your podcast log. And the search type in the search box, type in Keep It Magic and you'll find us. Um, Then um, you can listen to us as many times as you want because, you know, um, shows like today, When I Don't Stutter, are amazing, and you want to listen to them over and over and over again. This show is made possible by CoventryCreations.com, and we are so grateful to have Lori in here from SacredMist.com. and between us, we always make some magic happen. So let's come back with Lorian and um, talk a little bit more about what's going on for the spring. And, Storm, you have some astrology for us with this. Yes.
1: Um, The interesting thing about this whole spring spring equinox um, is that the sun is, first of all, there will be a Mercury retrograde during the spring equinox. That comes up on the 12th Make sure that you get your Van Van candles Your Van Van oils um, uh, uh, Anything basically that dispels uh, negativity And brings a little bit of sunlight Basically into your life But all of this, Jackie, interestingly enough Is caught up with that Uranus Pluto um, Because Uranus is in the early degrees of Aries Pluto is still within the first decade of Capricorn. Um, So the sun, which as it moves into Aries, is going to bring about all of these particular issues in regards to we may see the Occupy Wall Street movement Pick up again, Um, we may See more um, uh, Revolts in the situation in Syria And Iran um, May uh, uh, pick up We also may see This whole issue in regards To uh, uh, Female contraception Um, As well as, you know, the gay marriage issue really heating up throughout the spring months, because there's going to be kind of like a rebellion against the status quo uh, type of feeling. Now, I always like to personalize uh, whenever I'm looking at, a, a lot of astrologers don't personalize the ingresses. I think that you really need to. Um, and you need to really, uh, because if this energy is basically stating that we need to question the particular status quo, okay, um, what wait, does wait, that wait, mean wait, on wait, the wait. inside?
3: Ingress again. Remind us what an ingress is. An
1: ingress is whenever the sun moves into the cardinal sign. So you have Aries, uh, Cancer, Libra, and, uh, so and the, Capricorn. Yeah. So those are the equinox
3: and solstices. Yeah, yeah. Okay. All right, so so you have to understand what your personal ingress is.
1: Yeah, so you need to understand how this energy is going to influence you. And I think that one of the best ways for us to make changes in the socio world um, or in society is basically for us to question what these mean for us underneath the surface. So, you know, how do we each need to kind of challenge the status quo? How do we need to ask ourselves questions about what's going on on out there in the world and okay. which direction we're wanting to go in?
3: I need some examples of making it personal. So hold on a second. Lorian, what's your sign again? Sagittarius. Okay, so if Lorian is a Sagittarius and the ing- with, with how the ingress affects the Sagittarius, explain that a little bit more.
1: Um, well, first of all, the ingress is going to occur in her solar ninth house um, so basically, the ninth house is about the the ingress period is going to be about education movement um, uh, her under looking at the big picture her looking at uh, uh basically her opinions and her ideas about things which may go through a little bit of a, a shifts and changes throughout the spring cycle uh it's really going to be a powerful positive time for her also it is uh, there may be some form of an interest in regards to publication. Coming up for her,
3: okay, now, what about it for a virgo? Um,
1: you know I
3: always virgos always have to ask about themselves
1: um well virgo the uh, it, it's going to occur it well it's gonna occur in your seventh house. Um, So it's going to have to do with your partnerships Uh, You know, this is a time to focus on your marriage Mm -hmm. Um, Time to focus on, uh, you know, business partnerships That may or may not be working for you Um, And it's also time for you to challenge Basically what it is that you uh, uh, That you uh, see in regards to the You know, what your ideas and concepts are In regards to to marriage and partnerships
3: Interesting. Now, an Aries, because the sign is moving into Aries, how would an Aries be affected by
1: this? Uh, An Aries will be affected by this because it's really a particular point in which they're needing to ask themselves a lot of questions about themselves. Um, uh, uh, You know, are they doing things the right way? Uh, Are they moving in. Uh, A positive direction Um, uh, This last month Has been really really paramount uh, Because the sun has been going through Aries' 12th house And it's really been more of a cautionary tale of you know needing to control themselves basically in many ways and not let that fire kind of catch everything on fire. Um, uh, so you know during the, when when the sun moves into Aries, okay, especially I would say right around the twenty second. If you didn't clean out your closet of the twelfth house, something is going to clean it out for you.
3: Gotcha, gotcha. So so that's fascinating. How this I love how you bring this in, and so I understand how this is going to mean different things for different people depending on where you're starting from. Yeah. That is really kind of
5: cool. Lauren, what do you think about that? I think it's awesome. I love it because you know, it's it's it gives a totally different twist and look on what's going on in this particular time. I think everybody should go get a reading from Storm. <laughs> I concur. A
1: spring concur. reading, you know, the uh <laughs> Your spring
3: cleaning reading. mm mm-hmm. Mhm.
1: You know, then, interestingly enough, Jackie, on the weather side, because I can also predict the weather.
3: Oh. <laughs> wow. Um uh,
1: the ingress, Did you just
3: check your papers to get prepared?
1: Yes, yes. That's adorable. I heard okay. that. Um, <laughs> the Ingress chart is also going to tell us where the propensity of weather is going to occur um, uh, in the world. For example... If you're on the East Coast, okay, the particular spring season is going to be very, very windy. Probably a little bit cooler than normal. Um, uh, uh, you know, there's Uranus there, which kind of cools things cools things off. And it's basically going to be dominated by high pressure. Okay. Now, if you're in the middle of the country, say, um, I'll, I'll throw out some. Uh, what Michigan is basically going to be, uh, Jackie, that East Coast type of energy. Okay. okay. Um, if you're in the middle of the question, like Fargo, Sioux Falls, South Dakota, Des um, uh, Moines, Kansas City, Omaha, Wichita, Little Rock, Houston, you know, that middle line there, okay, mm-hmm. there's going to be a large propensity. In that particular area for violent storms throughout the throughout the uh, uh, the spring. You know, They've
3: huge. already been having them. Too. They're going
1: to have more. Well, that's been a little bit more. We've had Pluto, which was in um, the English charts of uh, the Midwest, okay, um, for the for the for the uh, the, the winter the winter solstice. Um, uh, Pluto was in the latter degrees In many of those uh, solstice uh, charts So we were seeing the violent um, Type of combination that was going on there So this is where the propensity For extreme heavy Types of violent type of storms will happen Okay, now If you go a little bit further Like Phoenix, Las Vegas, Albuquerque It's going to be kind of wet there Okay, if you go to California California should experience You know, Los Angeles um on up should probably experience a very very nice um mild uh, spring and then if you go up even further into like um you know Vancouver um uh, Victoria they're going to have a lot of weather issues that are going to happen uh you know and a lot of you know my feeling here is that they're going to get hit by a lot of fronts in regards to uh, throughout throughout the spring months hmm.
3: Because it's been crazy weather, I, we should have predicted um, this past winter. So actually, yeah. record this. Well, this is recorded. But. Well, here
1: is the other thing that I that I will mention that does have me a little bit concerned. Okay, towards the latter part of the spring, okay, and then into the early summer, there's a very, very large likelihood of a uh, major hurricane in that Puerto Rico, uh, uh, Virgin Islands type of area over there.
3: Wow. Okay. Hmm. What, what, and where did you pull that from? This chart. I know, but why?
1: Pluto is on their ascendant.
3: Oh, and that's the that's the that's the cut and burn
1: of <laughs> the, 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 the Pluto in a in a weather chart is always going to be um, a pretty intensive type of uh, violent type of weather.
3: Gotcha. Well, what do you think about the weather shifting? I mean, we have people talking about um, the climate change that we're experiencing. I know Lori and you and I were talking about this. How, how do you feel that that all wraps in together? I mean, with astrology, is this just an astrological influence or... Or what's going on?
1: Well, through 2015, that there's going to be because of the fact that we have that Uranus Pluto. Okay, there is going to be the propensity for violent storms to be to reach more of a maximum period. You know that there's already a heightened level of uh, of activity there. Um, my feeling here in regards to uh, you know general weather. Um, is I think that there's going to be a lot of significant changes that are going to be coming up based on what it is that I'm you know that I have been looking at. For example, if you notice in the Northeast, um, which I'll include Michigan in that, there really has not been a winter. No. Um, and as a result of that, you know basically that there has not been the flu outbreaks um, that normally occur. Uh, During the winter period Okay, now I know that there's a lot of people that are running around the, You know, um, Mm -hmm. in regards to that But there has been a lot of head infections And respiratory infections Because of the onslaught of the rebutting of the trees Over and over again Um, Right, people have been
3: sick for months
1: Yes, thinking that spring is about to occur And spring is about to happen Mm -hmm. I was watching Morning Joe this morning As I often do um, uh-huh. uh, and uh-huh. there was there was a health expert that was on a Morning Joe, and she said, "Here is the difficulty with us not being exposed to flu. Um, if you're not exposed to flu." Um, over a period of time And that means that every single day when you go out During the, during the flu season You're exposed to it on some level And your body begins to build up um, Antibodies and protect yourself Against the flu um, uh, You know, It creates its own internal system Either you get the flu Or your body starts to have those particular antibodies That, that prevent you basically from getting uh, From getting sick if you're not exposed to that and we don't have this winter flu seasons that start to occur in these particular areas uh, where, uh, uh, where it's dominant, five years from now, if there's a massive, difficult, hard, wet, crazy winter, none of our bodies will have those antibodies from the flu mutations inside of us, and it will be even a much larger sickness. And basically, she said, if you thought that the swine flu was bad.
3: So, gotcha. So we need to cough on each other to get give each other the flu.
1: Yeah.
3: And then we'll have better, um, better immune system. That's what they say. Um, You know, if you try and so storm, listen to this. If you try and keep yourself away from all germs, you get sicker faster. You'll be the boy in the bubble.
1: Uh, Hey, I I I already am.
3: So, um, well, Lauren, what do you what do you think about the changing climate? I mean, Storm just gave us a new perspective on that it is astrologically influenced as well. But have you experienced it out in California?
5: Oh, oh yeah, absolutely. Um, now, I I don't know if it's me, but I don't remember having. Well, let me back up. When I was in school, I remember you know we all got to go clothes shopping right to start the school uh-huh. year and i remember still yeah, i i would buy um clothes that were kind of warm well because my mom wasn't going to buy me shorts and things she wanted to buy stuff for the first part of the school year right but as you know but i remember in october you by by the end of september beginning of october all those clothes that were semi warm were okay to wear they're not boiling right. hot. The first couple of weeks of school might be unbearable, so you do your best, but the rest of the time it's it's fine. Now in October at Samhain, the kids are trick-or-treating in stuff that you would wear in the summer because it's still hot. It's still warm. Right. I don't ever remember that. I remember being freezing. Right. So that's a total shift. Um, I don't remember... Winter starting so late. Um, off, I remember having very rainy uh, Yule Christmases. I remember having, it, it was cold. You were inside. Mm-hmm. Right. Now, I don't, I don't, we <clears throat> don't. You're picnicking get, for Yule? What's that? No, you're picnicking for Yule? <laughs> yeah. Because it's so warm? It's, it's. Yeah, well, it's not, Our traditional it's not Yule so much, picnicking. it's, it's, it's Still, it's cold, but it's not raining, and it doesn't right. really start to rain here until spring hmm.
3: and i i have to I have to apologize to everyone. I think it's my fault because we bought a brand new thousand couple thousand dollar two thousand dollars snow blower and <laughs> for Coventry for our factory because we were we have paid so much in plowing last year. That we thought, well, let's get a snowblower and and do this ourselves, and it's still shiny. <laughs> we have not used it this year, so I think it's my fault because I bought the snowblower.
5: You know well, how the whole thing is, too, a lot, is too, Jackie.
3: Car for the car wash, and then it rains. You know, that's like awesome. That. So I have to apologize to everyone for that one. Yeah. So my.
1: <laughs> well, the good news for you, Lorian, <laughs> is that even though. Well, this could be good and bad news. Um uh this spring, even though that there will still be you know, if you live in a climate that normally gets rain, okay, during the spring, it's still going to get rain. But for the most part it's going to be a milder than usual um uh spring for you.
5: Yeah, I can see that. I I definitely can already see that. Of course that's that's a little scary because you know, we need we need the rain. We need the water. So it's <laughs> Um,
3: we do, we, we do. do, and, and um, although our count on um, our rain, you know, how much moisture we've gotten has been pretty close to um, how much we would get if we had snow, there's, I love Patty's um, comment about, we need winter to kill off all those bugs. Yes. <laughs> or we're going to be overrun with
5: bugs. Yes. Because they're fast breeders. <laughs> Going back to our fertility season of Ostara. <laughs>
1: going back.
5: And everything cycles back around. Yeah, exactly.
1: All life goes back to Lysol, I'm telling you.
5: All right, God. here's here's
3: what it is now, Storm. You have to get them as a sponsor for the show.
1: <laughs> this show is sponsored by Lysol. <laughs>
3: well, you know what's that? You know, the, know how it's bad that, that is a, for
5: you? Really? <laughs> Do you know how much it's chemicals that, you're putting in your home? I was oh, going to say that's
3: been the antiviral since before we were kids. I mean, it goes way back.
5: Yeah, but it's so bad. There's so many chemicals in that. You're better off using chlorine bleach. Oh, it kills just oh. as much, but it turns into salt.
1: <laughs> oh, Oh, no, Jackie hears me on the phone all the time. Spring, what are you doing, sir? I'm cleaning off my keyboard.
3: <laughs> I'm like, you're the only one who touches your keyboard. It's your own goo. Uh,
1: yeah, but my own goo can multiply.
5: <laughs> That's true. That is, you know what? The phone, the keyboards, things like that are the dirtiest things in our home. Uh, Absolutely uh, gross.
1: I'm, I, I think I my hear him gagging over there. Oh. Yes, it's
5: horrible.
3: <laughs> well, we love you. We love you with all your OCD.
5: <laughs> <laughs> it's what makes you
3: unique. I know.
1: Yep.
3: Now, I I have to put in a plug for SacredMist.com. Is there still time to purchase Ostarra supplies? Absolutely.
5: Yep. Okay.
1: Absolutely. There's
5: plenty of time.
1: When is the
5: cutoff, great... day, Laurie. Um, I would. To get them there in time I would say really try to get your order in By uh, The 15th so next Thursday Next Friday ish Probably the 15th would be the latest I, I
3: highly recommend The Coventry Creations Blessed Herbal Fertility Candle Yes. And there's also the New Baby Blessing Blessing Kit I highly recommend that one too um, all of our green candles are great for Ostara, but then you can grab the like the pink ones and the um, and the yellow ones and stuff and just make and a. The blue lovely- ones. And the blue ones, absolutely. What mm-hmm. am I thinking? We've got the the female energies for the blue and the male energies for the sun, which mm-hmm. is for all of them. Uh, yeah, just all of them. But one you can make a lovely little display. You can make a lovely little Easter display. Take it over to your mother-in-law's house, and she would never know. That's what makes it no?
5: beautiful. No. Nope, she would absolutely never no, I like getting the votives, all the different colors of the votives that you're talking about. Mm-hmm. And putting that in a ring around my pot that I'm doing my plantable affirmations and it's just beautiful.
3: Mm hmm. And you have I have I don't ever say this for anyone but you, but you have this really adorable egg shaped candle on Sacredness I, I was peeking it. I didn't
5: make it, but I must like it if I'm even gonna say anything. Well, here's the thing: you can you you burn the candle wax that's in there, and I have to tell you, they're good size. I mean, they're pretty big, and they look just like an egg. And the top comes off, and you burn the wax that's in them. And the whole point of this is that you can reuse it year after year. So you put one of your votives in afterwards, which is exactly what I'm going to do, and you can mm-hmm. use them year after year. I love I it. I love them.
3: You also have this Bomb Diggity Natural Ostara Egg Coloring Kit. Yeah. Which I do need to order from you.
5: They're awesome.
3: Yeah, I'm, and because it is all, it is a nice all-natural egg coloring, and um, my daughter loves to do that. She can't eat eggs, but she likes to um, color them, so that means that I get them. <laughs>
5: <laughs> all right. You make some egg salad or something? It's good. Yeah. But yeah, it's, it's of my a house great, meetings. great kit. And I have been looking for years. I was gonna make one myself, but who has time, mm-hmm. right? right? So I was gonna put one together myself, but you know, i I found this great vendor and they're just wonderful and they put this together and it's great. So I was thrilled to be able to finally bring that out to everybody and it's um done really well as far as people buying it. They it's it's great. I think it's a good it's definitely more expensive than what you're going to go in and buy for 99 cents, the pause ones. But, right. um, you know, it's, but it's it, you're putting that stuff back down into your drain, and it goes out into our water supply, and, you know, this is completely natural. Right, and I, I do like that quite a bit. And
3: so you can go to sacredmist.com, and there's a banner on the front page, which is um, click on this for your Ostara uh, seasonal items, and it's worth a tour. Absolutely. Thank you so much, Lorian. Always a nice. pleasure to have you on the so show. Thanks and for having me. One of these days, one of these days I'm gonna I'm gonna get out there, we're gonna see you in person and then just be prepared for like a ten minute hug.
5: Oh, I'm so excited about that and I'm totally gonna hold you to it. Ms. Tom if Clorox we can ever pry light. you out of your house. Right. One of these days we'll pry him out of his house. <laughs> yeah,
3: totally. He's like yeah, right.
1: I will bring Clorox White. Alright. There you we'll, go. We'll,
5: Perfect. we'll put you in a bubble, babe. We'll put you in a bubble. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we'll storm you feel better. Thank and you. thank you so much for having me.
1: Oh, and blessed
5: a star to it everybody. You too. Okay. And um and and we have a lot of
3: great shows coming up. What's next week is Raven Digitalis. Raven storm.
1: Digitalis. We're gonna be talking about planetary hours.
3: Which um, is, you're just going to get your planetary geek on, aren't you? Yeah,
1: we're going to get planetary geek on. I'm going to have to stop yeah. you
3: guys every now and again and go, okay, English, layman terms, and ask you this dumb question. I'm
1: going to have to get out the lube and the, you know, I'm just going to be an astrological heaven.
3: <laughs> that was tea. And then on the 20th Which is a Tuesday Which is basically spring equinox uh, Storm and I are going to do a show On spiritual cleansing Getting your spring spiritual cleaning on And um, we're going to do some readings During that show So that's one of our few reading shows So just mark that on your calendar Um, And then on the 27th Um, We are going to have Christopher Pentagon talking about The Gates of Witchcraft, which is his latest and greatest book out, so I feel really happy to to have him in in here. And then we move right into April. We've got uh, Mama Star talking about some Bible and Kabbalah magic. Oh, we can't wait.
1: Can't wait for Mama Star.
3: And then um, Christian Day is coming the 10th of April, and he's going to talk about his... um, which is the Dead, and we're going to talk about death magic and necromancy. What a great time to talk about it because we're right at Easter, right? I know. And then um, Lorian is going to be back on the 17th talking about our lusty friend, Beltane.
1: Yeah, the horny season.
3: The horny season. So I
1: already had somebody in the chat room that said, um, does Lorian see Elstara as a sexy time? Would this be a good time to bring out the red stilettos? No, wait till Beltane
3: well i'm gonna I'm gonna counter that um it's always a good time to bring out red stiletto oh my God <laughs> so um, yeah, so everybody, just just keep- listening and uh keep it going because we are going 'cause we're gonna get through all this together, all this craziness. Yep. I was just thinking about all the craziness going on in my life too, and it's been a shake up of uh truth telling time. I'm finding out the truth of a lot of things, yeah it's crazy. So I and I find that so many people are going through the same thing. Like all your secrets are being outed. So be careful of what you're hiding. Make sure <laughs> you're being honest with yourself. This weekend I'm going to be at um, the Next Millennium in Omaha, Nebraska, and it's going to be beautiful weather. I already looked it up, and uh, I'm so excited because I'm going to do um, doing two days of readings and um, my Akashic Record readings, and I'm totally booked for that. And I love doing them because when I get into a whole groove of doing readings, it's 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 like my life changes when you just keep doing readings that, and it just becomes a spiritual experience after spiritual experience. And um, so if you're getting a reading from me in Omaha, Nebraska, be prepared for it to be beyond your normal reading. If you're going to ask me when he's coming back to you, we're going to go into why you're looking at him. Yeah, <laughs> and and then um, and then I'm teaching the Coventry Magic class, and we're doing the Akashic Record class too. So I'm super super excited.
1: Nice.
3: Yeah. So what's going on for you, Storm? You've been a reading fool these days, haven't you?
1: Yeah. Yeah. Just basically, you know, reading a lot of writing, school. Mm-hmm. Um. Uh. Just basically, you know, getting my groove going outside of my nose Outside of your news, yeah <laughs> I just, it it is a
3: it is a time of that i've I have i think four books in front of me that i'm I'm going through and reading and and some are um oh and then lobelia' keeps lobelia is one of my spirit guys, and she's been downloading stories into my brain left and right and it's usually while I'm driving oh. and I can't write or I'm in the shower <laughs> so and, and then, um, and sometimes it's like they direct you to different books. Read this, read that, and then you get the story. Exactly. You get that missing piece of information. But it has been a great show, and we thank everyone for being with us and joining us this afternoon. And you can listen to us live every single Tuesday at 4 p.m. on the East Coast, 1 p.m. on the West Coast. To reach Storm off the air, go to Psychic Friends Now. To reach Jackie off the air, go to CoventryCreations.com. And and make sure you look us up on Facebook, look us up on Twitter, look us up wherever you are. Because what are we going to do, Storm?
1: We're going to keep
3: it magic. All right, my friends, let's keep it magic.
1: Looking like Danny Fly. I picked through the beat, walking down the street and my new the freak. Yeah.